This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. I'm actually recording this the week before because I have crazy news. Like, I need to do this more often and not just set a date to record a solo because when I have things to say, I have things to say. And yesterday blew my goddamn mind, okay? I just now realized that a bribe is not rewarding someone for good behavior. Like when I posted, I didn't post it, Sean did, but the clip from last week's episode about the bribe for swimming lessons, all the comments on that blew my mind. And so I went to Google right away because I'm like, do I believe these people in the comments? I have to Google it for myself. A bribe is when you give something to stop bad behavior, which is a little bit confusing because, well, I can see the difference, but it's confusing because you could argue that not getting in the pool at swimming lessons is bad behavior. So you're like, if you get in the pool, aka stopping the behavior, we're going to get a happy meal on the way home. Do you know what I'm saying? But I guess I guess a bribe is more so like, let's say they are, I don't know, I can't even think of an example, running away in public or not listening in public and being loud or something. And then you say, if you be quiet, I'll give you your tablet. I guess that would be a bribe. My whole fucking five years of being a mom, I was thinking that rewards for good behavior was a freaking bribe and that it was not a good thing to do. So my parenting journey for the last five years could have been so much smoother and so much easier because I have always avoided giving rewards for behavior. Now, I will say, like I said last week, I often will do For example, when he was younger and it was a struggle to get him dressed to go to daycare or like shoes on and out the door, I would do the sequence of events is what I call it. So 
let's get your shoes on, your pants, your mittens, whatever. And then in the car, we're going to have a cookie or something. My mind is just blown. So yesterday, I thought I was being all like progressive and, you know, a wild parent. And in my mind, I was like, I have decided that he will be bribed what I thought was a bribe to do swimming lessons because it's too important of a thing. It's a safety thing. I cannot, like, it's one thing for him to not want to play soccer. Like, fine, whatever. Like, sit on the sidelines. I, you know, but the swimming thing, I was like, I told my husband, it's a non-negotiable. The one day where he really put up a fight to not go, we physically carried him into the car like Dr. Tanya Kotler told me. She's like, sometimes to hold a boundary, you physically have to move them very calmly, but you have to do it. And we implemented that so well that night where he was refusing to go to swimming because we both stayed so calm. And it was just like, listen, I know like it sucks. Sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do, but it's important for safety. And when we go to Sisu's house in the summertime and you want to go fishing and swim in Meme's pool, you need to know how to swim. And this is just something that we're going to have to do. But we remained very calm and explained that, that, you know, this is something that's happening. It's a non-negotiable. We are going to swimming one day a week, every single week. So we explained that, like he was trying to run away from us. And I think because we stayed super calm, he never got to the point of getting upset, like crying or throwing a tantrum, you know, like he was pissed, but it wasn't like a whole big thing. So we had to literally, like we were herding sheep or something, like my husband go on one side of the living room, me on the other, because he was trying to run away in like, he thought it was funny. My husband picked him up. He would not get on his boots, wouldn't get on his coat. It's a thin coat that we use for the car seat. And my husband just carried him to his car seat and buckled him in. Now, if he was putting up a physical fight, Ugh, that would have been really difficult. But at the end of the day, like we probably would have just waited it out and I don't know, brought him there crying. Like, I don't know. In my mind, I was so dead set. I was like, this is a boundary that we are holding. I don't give a shiz. We're getting to swimming somehow. So once we had, I think that was the second week for swimming lessons. The first swimming lesson day, he was like all about it. He was like, yeah, I get to go swimming. But I think once it's like a structured activity where there's a coach and that's what we always find. Like if he's just going to play soccer for fun or like before soccer practice would start and the kids are all just playing on the fields casually, same with basketball. He loves that part. As soon as it becomes like, okay, everybody sit down. Like, this is what we're going to do. Like, he starts to not enjoy it. And he wants us to, like, be right with him. So, lucky for us, this swimming place, you can sit, like, right next to the pool. It's hot as shiz. And, like, I'm sweating the whole time. You know, like, that humid in, like, a public pool area? It's just so humid and gross. But anyways, I do it. So... First day, he was pumped. Second week is when he put up the fight. And I think once we set the boundary and followed through and he went to swimming, 
then it became a lot easier. It's almost like now he knows that he is going. And if he doesn't want to go, like still every week, he's like, I just want to stay home. And we're like, I know, but you know, we do this once a week and it's important just kind of like re-drilling those messages into his head, then it's fine. Sometimes it's a struggle to get him in the pool once we're there, even though he freaking loves it. But again, it's like the structured thing. I don't know what it is. But anywho, now that I understand a reward is not a bribe, like my mind is blown. I don't know why I thought that was a bribe. So yesterday was swimming and I told my husband, again, this is when I thought I was like a badass. I'm bribing for swimming. This is so important to me. It's a safety thing. Like, he's going swimming no matter what. So I'm going to tell him that we'll get him a happy meal on the way home. He loves happy meals. So he was pumped. I'm like, Milo, and I didn't make a big deal about it, but I was like, listen, if you do your whole class today, because oftentimes he doesn't want to go in the pool, so he misses like the whole beginning of the class. I'm like, if you get in the pool right away and you do your whole class as best as you can, we'll get a happy meal on the way home. And he was so pumped. He was like, sweet. As soon as the coach got in the water, he was like in the water. He was the first one in the water, ready to go. His starfish, I've never seen his starfish look so beautiful. Like he was a professional all of a sudden. And I was like, wow, I wish I would have known about this reward thing sooner. You know, it just made life so easy yesterday. I was shocked. So when I Googled it, it says rewards are earned for good behavior. Bribes are offered or demanded to stop bad behavior. Rewards are planned out and controlled by the parents. They are non-negotiable. Bribes are used in desperation. Bribing puts the child in control. Rewarding lets the parent be in control. A child will instinctively remember when they acted poorly in a store and their parent bribed them with a toy or a candy to stop their behavior. Bribing the child at that moment will only teach them that this is how they will be given what they want. This is such good information and it makes so much sense. So if you're going to the mall, if your child struggles like in the mall, let's say, You can say as the parent, plan ahead, let them know what the reward is going to be if going to the mall goes smoothly and everybody's, you know, having a good time. I am going to be the master of rewards, okay? I'm telling you that right now. I actually, once I learned this information yesterday, and again, I don't know why I was so hung up on this idea of rewards actually being a bribe. I thought like, giving them anything for behavior or anything was like a bribe. Like, I don't know. I just like connected those two things together. And so I always avoided it. Now that I know this, like my life might change. So I told him, I kind of want to set up and I know people are against charts and all that stuff, but whatever. I kind of want to do a thing where it's like, because what we struggle with right now is him listening in the morning. Like, okay, it's time to get dressed. Oftentimes we have to physically get him dressed. Like he's not fighting it, but it's like, he's like a rag doll and we're like, okay, let's get dressed. And it bugs me because I'm like, you do everything by yourself at school. So do that at home. Like it's time to get dressed. So get 
dressed or like eat your breakfast. We don't have all freaking morning to graze on our breakfast like a goddamn cow. Like you have to eat. So that's a struggle and not even a huge struggle. It's just fucking annoying. But these little things where it's like, okay, we have to get our boots on. Okay, we got to brush our teeth. It's like, let's go do it, you know? So we need to work on that. And also bedtime. One strategy I've been implementing at bedtime this week is, and this has been really good. Again, if he's really not having it and he's just, sometimes it's like he knows what he's doing and it's almost, and I know this sounds terrible, but it's like he wants to be difficult, if that makes sense. And I understand like, okay, maybe it's him wanting connection, all that jazz. And we try to, for example, an example of him being difficult at bedtime is we always lay down with him and we rub his back before he goes to bed, before we leave the room. And sometimes it's time to do that and he won't lay in a way where we can rub his back. He'll be like, try and make everything difficult. Like he'll lay on his back and be like, mm, like rub my back. I'm like, I'm trying to, but you're not laying on your stomach. Like you have to lay on your stomach if you want us to rub your back and then he won't do it. Or he'll like turn a little bit so we can rub his back and then he'll like wrap his arm around our arms so that we can't do it anymore. And like just trying to, like it's so frustrating. But anyways, what I've been doing at bedtime this week, which has really worked is instead of when it's time to go into his room and go to bed, what usually would happen is we read him a couple books and then we lay down, turn off the nightlight and like rub his back and for a few minutes and then we just quietly leave. So instead, because a lot of the times when it's bedtime, he's not necessarily tired and ready to lay down. So he might bring in a Lego that he got recently that he wants to play with a little bit. Or he's doing like a puzzle thing or practicing letters and like a book, whatever it is that he was interested in that evening, he wants to carry it on into his room, which I'm totally okay with. So this week I have said when he's not looking like he wants to lay down and do quiet time and read books, I'll say, how about this? How about you play with your Legos or do whatever you're doing? And when you're ready, come and get mommy. Mommy's just going to be in her room reading her book. Come and get mommy to rub your back. And then I'll come and lay down with you. So it kind of puts him in a little bit of control. And it's not like me in his room waiting for him to be tired and lay down and let me rub his back. So that has been super helpful. And he has dealt with that really good this week. Again, like some weeks are just not ideal and we have issues. But this week, that has been amazing, especially because my husband's been sick and like living in the basement. I haven't really been doing anything in the evenings. I just kind of go into my room and, you know, watch my iPad or read my Kindle. So twice when I have implemented that at bedtime, he has just gone to bed on his own. Like, what? Are you 13 years old? It like blew my mind twice. I like don't hear anything anymore. And I go and check and he's sleeping. Nightlight turned off, like just asleep. So I'm going to keep doing that and see how it goes. 
But what I was saying about the chart is that I would like to set up a chart that's like seven days where you get a check mark or something for having a good morning. And a good morning means just, you know, eating your breakfast, if you're hungry, of course, or getting dressed when we say it's time to get dressed and just like trying to be more timely and efficient in the morning without us having to say things 9,000 times and like physically helping him get dressed. Like he can do that on his own. So that's what a good morning would be. And then a good evening is the same kind of thing. Like, do you want us to lay down with you and rub your back? You know, going to bed at a decent time or staying in your room and playing and letting us know when you're ready to go to bed so we can rub your back, whatever it might be. So good morning, good night, get the little stars on the chart. And then at the end of the week, you get a reward whatever that might be, a Happy Meal. We go to the climbing place that he likes. We go pick out a Lego because we don't have enough Lego in this goddamn house. Guys, I can't. It's a problem. I have a problem too. Like I know that I'm part of the problem, but oh my God, the Lego, the Lego. So anyways, yeah. And I also, because he is five years old, I want to start implementing chores as well. So before we go up to bed, make sure all your toys are picked up in the living room. Just little things like that. Feeding, bubbles, whatever it might be, you know, just having him be responsible for certain little things. And then if your chores, that could be part of the chart, you know, the chores for that week are done, that contributes to your reward as well. So these are things that I'm just, because of this whole reward, what's it called? Epiphany or like, discovery. I'm just, my life is forever changed. So I will keep you posted on how it goes. I think we'll implement it from now till next week. And then the second half of this episode, which will be in two seconds because of, you know, how technology works. I'll let you know how it goes. So that's that on that. Thank you. And here's the next part of this episode to see how the rewards went. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. 
And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. I didn't put my lights on for the second part and I'm kind of liking it. I look so much more tanned without the big lights shining on me. Welcome to the second part of the rewards versus bribes episode. This was going to be a solo episode and I was like, I've already talked for 20 minutes. I have so much more to say about this topic. It has kind of been life-changing for me. I don't know how I have a PhD in psychology and I never truly understood the difference between a bribe. Like, I think I understood it, but I thought that even positive reinforcement It's weird. It's a very nuanced thing, especially when you have a child and you find yourself in these situations. And I think our instinct is that when they are having bad behavior or you're in this like tricky situation, you want to try and get them to not do the bad behavior by offering them something. That is not okay. But reinforcing good behavior is a totally different thing. And it's kind of hard to tease those things apart. But this is why I'm doing this episode because my mind has been blown. So I found this article online. It's a parents article from 2022. And it's called How to Set Up a Reward System with Kids. And they talk about positive reinforcement and how that encourages good behavior instead of like the example I just gave, they're having bad behavior. Let's say they're like throwing toys, having a fit, or they're not doing something that you want them to do. 
Then if you're introducing positive reinforcement to change that negative behavior into good behavior, into what you want them to do, it's basically teaching them that they can still get this reinforcement if they have the bad behavior. So I'm still kind of working on what to do in those situations where he is like, let's say not getting dressed to go to school and we're like running out of time or like giving us a difficult time, like trying to help him get dressed. Then what do you do? Like if your reward system is already in place, do you just kind of like remind them like, hey, it's morning time. Like we want to get your star on the chart. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still working on like those details. And I I always, I don't know if I ask too many questions or I'm just like such a curious person or I think of like all these different situations, but I always have so many questions that then I need to go to a child expert parenting, you know, coach or expert to ask these very nuanced questions. For example, if he's not getting dressed, like let's say we have this reward system in place, he's not getting dressed how do you then spark their memory to be like, remember the chart and the star and, you know, you got to get dressed. Like, so I don't know, is putting the star on the chart also considered a reward? I guess that's the overarching question. So if he's not getting dressed in the morning, can I remind him of the chart? And like, if you want to go put a star on your chart for the morning today, we got to get dressed. Is that a bribe? Or is the star on the chart not the reward? Is the reward at the end of the week when he has all his stars and he gets to do an activity or this week he wants a (laughs) yo-yo? Like one of his friends brought a yo-yo to school. And so he asked for a yo-yo and I was like, you know what? Maybe that can be our reward at the end of the week. You know, I'll pick you up on Friday with some Timbits and a freaking yo-yo. So I was reading this article and one of the examples that they gave was in the morning and getting ready, which is huge for us. We don't even, like if my husband's driving him to school, it is kind of a time sensitive issue. If I'm driving him, like obviously you don't want to be late for school, but it's not like I have to be at an office or somewhere in particular at a specific time. Some mornings I have something to do but for the most part no like we don't have that stressor but you still it's like okay we got to get out the door like we got to start our day we don't want to be late for school and it can be so frustrating obviously when he's at school he gets dressed himself snow pants boots like the whole thing he is very capable of getting dressed by himself but in the morning he's just kind of like like doesn't want to and I can relate to this. I'm still not dressed and it's 1030 in the morning. Okay. So I get it, but you have to get dressed for school. We got to go, yada, yada, yada. And it can be really annoying when you tell them over and over and over and over, okay, it's time to get dressed. Okay, Milo, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to grab your toothbrush. So get dressed and nothing, just like not moving. So oftentimes we will go and start helping him get dressed just to like get the ball rolling but I don't want to do that anymore. Like you can get dressed. So this is why yesterday we set up our reward chart and I'm going to get into exactly what it looks like and what is on there and some tips for rewards. So anyways, their example was getting ready in the morning. I was like, love this because hashtag relatable. 
And so what she did was give points for certain things. So if they get dressed in a certain amount of time, they get points. If they brush their teeth, they get points. It's like every thing that would be considered a good behavior that they're trying to work on, you get points. And then at the end of the week, they will add up the points and then they can basically cash in their points for a reward. Kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, you know? To me, that was a little bit too complicated. And they do say, like, depending on your child's age and how detailed you want the reward chart to be, you can do it differently. So they also gave an example of using jars and putting marbles in, which is nice because you want to have a visual representation for the kids. I ordered these big poster paper pads of paper from Amazon because I want to do stuff that I need to be doing every day when it comes to like supplements and eating and nutrition and that kind of stuff. So I want to track things. And for some reason, I can't do it on my phone with all these like high-tech apps. I just need it on a freaking piece of paper in front of me. So the paper thing came with two pads of paper. So we used his to make a reward chart last night. And it's basically just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday across the top. And then we discussed what things we want to work on and we put those in the side. So it's like a table. And we have morning and it's all color coded. So morning is getting dressed, brushing your teeth, eating breakfast. And I think that's it. Then we have bath time. So getting in the tub, like cleaning yourself, we got to work on cleaning himself. Like he he did it at swimming, which is funny. Like we had a shower after swimming lessons and he we brought his little soap and he was excited to go under the shower and like wash himself. He even did his hair. Like it was so cute. So we got to work on that. Then it's getting your PJs on. And then bedtime is having your snack. You know, it's quiet time getting into bed and playing quietly, reading books, whatever, until you go to sleep. So we talked about those things. Oh, and then at the bottom, I added swimming lessons because I'm obsessed with swimming lessons. That is a boundary. We're going to swimming. So he understands this totally now. So those are the things that are on our chart. And then I drew the lines so that each thing has like its own square. So if you have a good morning on Monday, you get a star in that square. So I'm not doing it by specific tasks. It's more so like overall. And we're going to slowly add things to it, like hanging up your coat and your snow pants and putting your boots away when you get home from school. It's these little things that I think we just are busy and life, like we just like we're a robot every day, day in and day out. And so we come home from school, I unpack his lunch bag. Like there's no reason why he can't unpack his lunch bag or at least take his lunch bag out of his backpack and bring it to me so I can like clean everything. He will take off his coat and just like leave it on the floor. And I just like pick it up, put it away. And, it, and like, I'm starting to pick up on these things mostly because my mom was like, he's at an age now where he needs to start doing things. And I was like, good point, mom. So I'm noticing these little things that now that he's five years old, he is capable of doing so that it doesn't snowball into things that are just unmanageable as he gets older. So hanging up your coat, 
your snow pants, putting your mitts on the the vent when you get home so that they dry. If your boots are wet, like taking the liners out, putting them out, like he needs to start doing little things like this. So that's how we set ours up. And they do say if you're doing this with a younger child, it's good to start with one thing at a time and then slowly add into it. Some of the tips are to reward them immediately. So not to be like hours later, oh, you got your snow pants on by yourself. Like, good job. Also, reward immediately, which I guess would be the star or just acknowledging it. And then with regard to acknowledging, you want to remind them of the reward, but also be specific in your praise. So instead of just being like, oh, good job, or oh, that was awesome, you want to specifically mention what they did that you liked. So they give the example of, oh, like you did a really good job of putting your boots on by yourself. Like that was great. And then also when you want to remind them, like let's say they're not putting on their boots or they're, you know, super slow and getting dressed. You want to be like, remember, if you get dressed, you get a sticker. That was one thing that I wasn't sure about. So that article basically answered that question. So remember... If you get dressed, you get a sticker. Yeah, so we can do that, okay? You want to keep it simple. And again, don't use it as a bribe. So rewards also don't always have to be things like toys and whatnot. It can be going to the park. It could be having a later bedtime. I kind of liked that, you know? Let's say we have good bedtimes all week. Maybe on Friday we stay up late and watch a movie or, you know, have a movie night or something like that. Doing activities, you know? On Saturday, mommy will flip water bottles with you for a solid hour. Not that I don't do that anyways, but... Also, a really good tip was asking them for their input when it comes to rewards and also tasks. So we were talking about it in the car on the way to school today, and he was the one that was bringing up, you know, things that he could do in the morning. He was asking, like, why do we have to put the mitts on the vent? And it was just like opening a conversation about why these things are important. And he was like, are you going to put a hook up where I can reach to hang up my coat and my snow pants? I was like, that's a really good idea. And he was like, yeah, I want to wait till I get home because I want to show you where I want to put it. So it's like getting them involved in the rewards, of course, but also the tasks, you know, explaining why it's important. I was telling him that we're going to get the little things to put on the vents that he can stick his mitts on so that they don't fall over. And he was like, why, why do we put the mitts on the vents? Like, it's just getting them involved, getting it put into their mind, getting them thinking about these things. I also think for his boots, because he would just leave them at the front door in the way, he just like kicks them off. What I'm going to do, I think, is in the mudroom, put two little stickers that look like feet or something on either a mat or like a little board because it's winter here. Everything is super messy but put something that actually has the outline of his boots so he knows exactly where to put them. 
And then the little hook that he can reach to hang his stuff will go right beside that. Like, it's very, seems so simple, but I'm sorry, but like, as I'm explaining this to you guys, I'm like, I am a freaking genius. Like, this is so good. And I'm sure so many of you listening are like, oh, my house is already set up this way. Good for you, okay? I'm just like, this is part of 2024 in my like slowing down, actually taking time to think about things, you know, thinking about things that don't necessarily involve work, but it's somehow related to work because now I'm talking about it. But you know what I mean? Like just spending more time. I got photos printed at Staples the other day. When's the last time you did that? And I always get mad. I'm like, Milo has this little photo album in his book. Highly recommend your child to have a photo album in their bedroom because so many nights he pulls that out and looks through all the photos. And there's photos from when he was a baby born in the hospital until more recent photos. So I wanted to add to it. So I went and got a bunch of photos printed at Staples. I also got some eight by 10 photos printed for frames that I bought. Like I'm just a different person in 2024 and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But yeah, I like spend time thinking about these things, you know, so I'm not just like, go, 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 robot, nothing gets done. And, you know, these important things are not being addressed. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You want to be consistent with it, which I am going to struggle with this for sure, but I hung the reward chart up in a spot that we're going to see every single night, so I'm hoping that we don't forget about it and we are always bringing it up at least, you know, reminding him about it and it stays a thing that we're talking about. And also, as he gets older, we can add to it. Yeah, because it is a lot of energy and effort. It's like one more thing that you have to do, but it is worth it in the long run because it's literally like molding them into doing these things for the rest of their lives. I think it's super important, so we're going to try and keep it up. So I found this other article about rewards with children, and it's from the Childhood Collective, and it was 10 do's and don'ts when it comes to rewards. So I will go through these briefly. Okay. Review before you start. So you want to make sure that your children understand what this is, what's happening, what's expected of them, 
have them involved, also what the reward is. So we, just because last week we had a really good week and I was at Dollarama and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get, he always asks for Timbits on the way home, first of all, because we pass the Tim Hortons every single day. Timbits, Timbits, Timbits. We never get Timbits. So on this Friday, I was like, God, he did so good at swimming. He's been so good this week, like no issues. Also, my husband was sick last week, so living in the basement. So it was just Milo and I, and it just went so smoothly. And I was like, you know what? On Friday, like I'm going to pick him up from school with like a neat little toy. It was just this $5 thing from Dollarama that you press the button and you try and get the basketballs in the hoop. I was like, he's going to love this. He does love it. And then I picked up four Timbits. It's so odd when you go through the drive-thru and you're like, can I have four chocolate Timbits? I got a peppermint tea too because I was like, they're <laughs> they're going to be like, what the hell? They're... And I picked it up before he was in the car. So they're going to be like, uh, okay. I also got myself a walnut crunch, which is the throwback donut. You know how they're doing the vintage or whatever they call it, donuts? Walnut crunch was my absolute favorite donut. It's basically a massive chocolate Timbit with walnuts in it. Incredible. So anyways, I didn't look like that big of a weirdo, but I got him Timbits. I got him the little basketball thing. And that was kind of the introduction to, you know, the reward. And, you know, you had such a good week and I'm so proud of you. You did so well at swimming and yada, yada, yada. So that's where that came from. And how we ended up going on the Friday because I figure throughout the school week, we work on the rewards and like the stickers and the stars on the chart, all that stuff. And then on Friday is when he will get the reward or we can celebrate having a good week. I like that term better. Like we're going to celebrate a good week. Okay, number two, Focus on what you want to see, not the negative behavior. And this, I think a lot of parents, and me included, you're like focusing on the negative. So he's not getting dressed in the morning. I'm like, Milo, you t you're taking way too long. Like you, you know what I mean? Instead of being like, when he does do a good job, focusing on that. So when things go smoothly, again, we're so busy and we're like, we got to get out the door. So when they do eat their breakfast really well and they brush their teeth really well, lately he's super independent in brushing his teeth and he does such a good job. And it's like, I need to verbalize that and let him know that, you know, same with getting dressed. When he does get dressed on his own, like just this morning, he put on his snow pants all by himself fairly quickly. And I was like, good job, like putting your snow pants on so quickly. That was great. Again, you want to be specific about what they're doing. That is good. But yeah, not giving so much attention to the things they're doing that we don't like, if that makes sense. Keep it simple or it won't last. This is why I kind of grouped sections of the day together. And then he knows specifically in that section what is expected. Be specific in your praise, which I talked about. You don't want to say just like, oh, good job. You want to say, oh, you ate your breakfast so well. That's amazing. You know, be specific. Give immediate feedback and reward. 
especially when you're first starting out so that they understand. So it was so funny this morning. He had a, a good morning, but I went out to put his school bag and my coffee in the car and I came back in the house and he was upstairs looking for a marker because he wanted to put a star on the square for the morning. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. And then he's like, I drew a circle because I couldn't do the star. So he's into it right now. We'll see. Hopefully it lasts. Make rewards motivating and make them a variety of things. So again, you can review with them what would be motivating that week or that day, like however you want to do it. So for us, I think we're going to do like this week, he just so happened to come home and ask for a yo-yo. And I was like, that would be perfect as your reward on Friday. And he was like, yeah. So now he's all into it. So yeah, make them motivating. Again, it doesn't always have to be toys and a variety of things would be nice. So maybe next week we'll be like, where's your favorite place to go? Or, you know, like pick something else. You know, what do you want to do with mommy and daddy that, you know, we've never done before or something. Don't reward for things they already do or enjoy doing. This was one that I never really thought about. So for example, if they enjoy reading books before bed, don't make that a thing that is going to go on their chart or that they're going to get a reward for because it removes the internal motivation for wanting to do that, if that makes sense. You know, they already enjoy reading because it's giving them some kind of satisfaction or reward already. So you don't want to reward those things because then it's going to take away that motivation. And I'm trying to think of an example of that happening with adults. Oh, like when I used to do research in grad school, when it was my own research that I was in charge of, like this is my thing, like I would work on it 24-7. And then when you go and get a research job where you're literally being paid money to do the same thing that you do on your own that you don't get paid for, it's not as rewarding. It's not as like, there's not as much internal motivation, even though you're getting paid. It's a bizarre thing. Like you would think the money would be a reward and would make you like doing the research, but maybe that's not a good example. But anyways, that's what I'm going to use. Bribe. So when they initially don't comply with something, then mention the reward. Interesting. Okay, I need to learn more about bribes. The other article was saying if they're not complying, so let's say he's not getting dressed in the morning, and then you say, remember, if you get dressed well, like on your own, you're going to get a star on your chart. But now, isn't that a bribe? Anyways, guys, I'm going to figure this out. The next one is be patient. So just because you set up this beautiful chart doesn't mean that everything is just going to be perfect now, which I think is something that a lot of parents struggle with because we think like, you know, it's like when you see the responses on social media, like, oh, if your child's doing this, say, oh, wow, those are big feelings. Tell me more about it. And you're like, okay, shouldn't it stop now? Like I did what I was supposed to do. So things... 
you know, might go awry every once in a while. Some days the emotions are going to be so high that they're not going to give a shit about the reward chart. And that's just people being humans. So be patient and don't expect perfection from you or your kids. So that's where I'm at with rewards and all of this just blew my mind and I hope this was helpful for you guys as well. I'll keep you updated on our reward journey and how that's going. Obviously, it's new right now, but it seems to be working very well. But yeah, that's that on that. And perhaps I will speak to someone about the bribe thing. Like somebody explain this further. I need concrete examples. I need like, this is exactly what was going on. Then I said this, is that a bribe? Like I need it broken down because I'm having a hard time. Anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. And you can probably expect more of these in-depth Tuesday episodes with just me because it's my show and that's what I want to do. So I hope everybody sleeps tonight and that your children get a star on their chart. Okay, bye.